If you're a photographer who is struggling to make the kind of money that you want to make in your business, and you're feeling like you're just stuck in a rut, this episode is for you. I'm sharing five common lies that photographers tell themselves that are keeping them from making $10,000 a month or more, and how to stop yourself from telling yourself these lies. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn. And on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Welcome to another episode of From Better Half to Boss. I am your host, Tavia Redburn, and I help birth photographers and baby photographers all over the world learn how to grow their businesses and become certified in birth photography. So I'm talking today about five lies that photographers tell themselves that are keeping them from 10K months. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because in our student groups for the beauty and birth photography course and certification in marketing school for photographers and in our free Facebook community, the beauty and birth on Facebook, um, I keep seeing posts from photographers saying things that I just kind of want to like, if I was sitting down with them one-on-one and they were telling me these things, I would say, this is the number one thing that is holding you back from making the kind of progress that you want to make in your photography business. And if I had the opportunity to sit down and tell them that and really work through that with them, I really truly believe their businesses could soar to the next level. Our minds are so beneficial and can be so crippling if we let them. And so I want to hopefully today help you see which of these five lies you might be telling yourself so that then you can do the work to um, correct how your mind is speaking to you and how that is actually affecting your actions in your business. Because we know that telling a lie is bad, right? But the lies that our brain tells us can be just as harmful as deliberate deception. But the problem is that most of the time we don't even know that they are lies. They feel like the truth, which gives them even more power over our lives because we haven't even identified them as false. So let's get into the top five lies that I hear photographers telling themselves that are unknowingly keeping that photographer stuck in their current phase of business. Okay. The first lie is I am not my ideal client. So I don't know how to connect with her. I am not my ideal client, so I can't connect with her. Knowing your ideal client is so valuable because every piece of marketing that you're going to do when it comes to social media posts, when it comes to creating your website, when it comes to pricing and the the products that you offer, all of those are always going to come back to who is your ideal client. And if you don't know how to connect to your ideal client, or you think that because she is so different than you currently are, it might become challenging to think like, how do I even market to this person if I don't know who she is? When we're learning about our ideal client, sometimes it's easier when it's like a former version of us or even us right now. 
But what if it's not like, what if you're a birth photographer and you've never had a baby or you're single right now, or maybe you're a grandmother and giving birth was something that you did 20 or 30 years ago. And it's hard to relate to a 28 year old when you're 58, right? Like how can I connect with my ideal client if I am not currently her? So I want to share an example that has nothing to do with business of just how I've connected with a group of people that is very outside of my normal sphere of people that I hang out with. So uh, about a year and a half ago, my husband and I started um, serving in small groups at our church for youth groups. So my group is 12, 13 year old girls. And I had no idea how out of touch I was (laughs) with things that are currently popular. Um, it really felt like they're speaking a different language than me whenever I would have conversations with them. And I would say, wait, what does mid mean? Like, I don't know if anybody has someone in their life that's a 12 year old or 13 year old girl. Um, But it feels sometimes like they're speaking another language. And it made me feel so old. Like it made me feel ancient, ancient being around them. But I started to realize that the more time I spent with them week after week, the more I started to understand them, the more I started to see um, the common problems that they have within their friend circles, um, just in their lives at school. I went from having really no clue what it was like to be a 12-year-old girl in 2022 to feeling like I actually kind of understand them and I understand the language they're speaking and I understand the things that they're interested in. It was so funny to me because one year before Christmas, I asked all of them, what are you, um, what are you asking for, for Christmas? And I thought they would say like the newest iPhone or some kind of, I don't know, gift cards, jewelry. I didn't know. Almost all of them said Air Jordans, like the tennis shoe, like the sneaker. Okay. Maybe I'm old. I have no idea, but I had no idea that those were so popular with young teenage girls. Like I definitely thought that was like a 20 something college guy type shoe. (laughs) So why am I telling you this? Because the more time that you spend with somebody who's your ideal client, the more you're going to start to understand and know who they are. I haven't been a 12 year old girl in 23 years. I just had to do really quick math in 23 years, but now I'm starting to understand them because I'm spending time with them. So how does this relate to you and your ideal client? If you're not currently your ideal client and you're feeling like you don't know how to connect with her, can you connect with them in person or online? Like what Facebook groups are they hanging out in? Um, What YouTube channels do they follow? What influencers on TikTok and Instagram do they follow? Watch the reels that they watch. Watch the videos that they watch so that you can start to understand a little bit more about their current pain points, their current struggles, what they want in their life, like what their big dreams and goals are. So that would be my next step for you. If you're believing this lie that I am not currently my ideal client and I don't know, so that means I don't know how to connect with her. So I don't know how to market to her. If that's you, I encourage you as your next step to figure out where she's hanging out, go hang out there in person or online. So you can start to understand the things that, um, the problems that she's having and the transformations that she's looking for in her life. Number two, this is the second lie. And this is one that I think is commonly, it's pretty universal. A lot of people struggle with this one. Um, I didn't say this in the beginning, but my hope is that as you're listening to these, you choose one 
that sticks out to you as like, this is so me so that you can work on that moving forward. Um, it can be easy to choose all five lies and be like, I'm believing all five of those. I need to change all of those. Choose one. Okay. So the first one is you can't connect with your ideal client because you feel very disconnected from that like stage of life for whatever reason. The second lie, a lot of photographers are believing that are keeping them from those 10 K plus months is that there aren't enough people willing to pay my prices. There aren't enough people willing to pay my current prices. And this lie feels true, right? Maybe that's because that's what you're experiencing right now. But there is actually no way to know that this is actually true unless you know every single person in your market and their specific willingness to pay you, right? So there's not actually a way to know that this is true. So if you can't possibly ever know that it's true, why are you choosing to believe this? Why are you choosing to believe that there aren't enough people willing to pay your prices? Because this thought is definitely not serving you. Like if you're going to lie to yourself, why not lie and say, there are more than enough people willing to pay my prices. Everyone wants to pay my prices, right? Like why choose the negative lie? If you're going to lie to your brain, lie positively. Don't lie at all to your brain. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why would we choose the negative? So that thought of there aren't enough people willing to pay my prices is definitely not serving you. So let's dig into some reasons why you might be believing this lie that there aren't enough people willing to pay your prices. First of all, maybe it's because you can't afford to pay your prices. I know this has definitely been me in a lot of situations, especially in my photography business, when I've had people spend two, three, four, five, six thousand dollars with me. I know that I personally couldn't spend six thousand dollars on portrait photography. Could I? Yes. Would I personally choose to? Probably not. And so when I think, I can't afford myself. That makes me start to think, well, nobody can afford me. And that's just not true. Just because you can't afford yourself or you wouldn't pay your prices for photography doesn't mean there aren't people out there who would. Another reason you might be believing this lie is because you don't think that you're worth your own prices. So do you believe you're worth your prices? That's a big question to really ask yourself. Do you believe that you're worth your prices? Because it's going to be really hard to sell your services if you don't believe that you're worth it. And so working on that confidence and understanding that just because you have a skill that seems like second nature to you doesn't mean it's second nature to someone else. Maybe you know somebody who's a really good writer And maybe they're a copywriter and they sell their copywriting services. And you're thinking, I would definitely pay a lot of money for that because you don't have that skill, right? But that person is thinking, this is so easy. Like a lot of people know how to do this. Why am I even charging for this? Like people can figure out how to do that themselves. But the truth is that just because it's easy to that copywriter, just because photography seems easy to you, doesn't mean that it seems easy to other people. And so really digging into, do I believe why, do I believe that I'm worth my prices? And how, if not, how can I get to where I do believe that I'm worth my prices? Sometimes it helps me 
to look at people spending money on things that are unnecessary, like to survival. (laughs) And also that I personally might not spend money on to help me understand that there are people out there in these luxury markets that maybe I can't quite understand yet that are willing to pay this kind of money for photography. So hopefully this will help you. I want you to think about examples of people spending hundreds or thousands of dollars on things that they don't need. They don't have to have in order to save time or to feel better about themselves or to just improve their quality of life. Things like hiring a house cleaner to come and clean their house. That's not necessary, right? Um, A personal chef, you guys, I almost didn't, I, I thought this was like for the elite, elite people, but there are personal chefs who will literally, first of all, live in your house with you. Like I saw a TikTok of a personal chef that lived in somebody's home and it was, they were a live in personal chef. They had a garden that they tended to. So they would have fresh ingredients. They prepared every meal for this family. They cleaned up. They like everything was from scratch. It was incredible. I didn't even know such a thing existed or even a personal chef who like makes meals for you and brings them to your house pre-made. Like they're, they don't live there with you, but they pre-make these meals for you. I saw a girl on Instagram stories talking about how they have a personal chef come to their house once a week and batch plan or not even plan, but like batch prepare meals for them and section them all out so that they have food that they can cook every night for dinner. Um, Even services like HelloFresh or those meal delivery services, those are kind of luxuries that people spend more money on than if they were to just go buy groceries themselves that show us, that prove to us that there are people out there with extra money to spend on services that make them feel better or save them time. Personal training is another good example of this. You could go to the gym. You could stay home and work out, or you could hire a personal trainer that works with you one-on-one. So people value services like this, including photography. So there are people out there that are willing to pay your prices. So if this is yours, if this is the one that you struggle with, I would ask you, do you believe in your own prices? Do you believe that you're worth what you're charging or more than what you're charging? And to remember a time when someone paid your full price or remember a time when you yourself paid full price for a high-end service to help you start to overcome this lie that there aren't enough people willing to pay your prices. The third lie that I see photographers believing is that they don't know where to start. They say, Tavia, I just don't know where to start. And that feeling of not knowing where to start comes from overwhelm, right? Usually it's for a photographer that's in the earlier stages of their business And they're like, okay, I know I need to choose a niche. I know I need to set my prices. I know I need to put packages together. I need to like make sure that my session workflows are set up. And I know the technical side of photography, I need to have my business legally set up. And then they start to feel overwhelmed by this. And they come to me or they post in our Facebook group and they say, I just don't know where to start. This lie is keeping you stuck because you're allowing yourself to be overwhelmed instead of choosing something to start with. And so what I would encourage you to do if this is you is to brain dump a list of everything that's in your head that you want to do to get started. 
and start to prioritize those things. Okay. So it's like, I need to set up my sales tax ID. I'm going to put a number next to that one to 10, 10 being the most important one being not as important and start to prioritize these things so that instead of saying, I don't know where to start, you have a list, like a prioritized list of things that you need to do. And if you're like, I don't even know what things I don't know, come hang out with us in our free Facebook group. You can just search the beauty and birth on Facebook or go to taviaredburn.com slash FB group post in there. Let's work together. And of course, if you're in one of our student groups in any of our coaching calls, let's dive into this together. I don't ever want overwhelm to be the reason that you're not pursuing going full-time with photography. The fourth lie that photographers tell themselves that are keeping them stuck at under 10K a month is I'm not good enough to make very much money. I'm not good enough to make very much money. The reason this comes up for photographers often is because they're comparing themselves to other people. They're comparing themselves to other photographers in their market or other photographers that they see online. The secret is, I don't know if this is good or or helpful or not, you're never going to be good enough. I don't think that there's ever a point where photographers go, now I'm good enough. There's always room to improve. We are our own worst critics. There's always things that we want to make better. And so if this is yours, if you're thinking, I'm not good enough to make very much money, I would like to ask you, how will you know when you're good enough to make a lot of money? How will you know when you're good enough? And if you can answer that, I want you to work towards that thing. But for most of us, it's a, it's a constantly moving target. That target is always going to shift. And really, who's to decide, this is important, who's to decide what's good enough and what's not? Because really, the answer to that is your clients or your potential clients. They decide what's good enough and what's not because they're the ones that are paying you money. And in fact, I just, um, we just released an episode with my friend, Nicole, and I love what she shared on this topic because she said, you know, if you're sharing images, your own images, and people are booking you based on those images, they know the type of work that they're getting and you are good enough to make money because those people see your work and they're hiring you for your work. Example. My very first in-person sale was in 2015. It was January of 2015 and it was $2,400. And at the time I was charging $250 like shoot and burn. I switched over to IPS, made $2,400 my very first sale. If I were to show you those photos, you would probably be shocked because they are not the best photos. I definitely significantly improved as a photographer over the next two to three years after that, after I started charging, quote, a lot of money for photography. But my clients who hired me loved the photos and they knew what they were getting when they hired me. They knew what my images looked like. And so as long as your photos are technically correct, right? Like within reason, they're relatively in focus, relatively well color balanced. You are good enough to make a lot of money. And your clients can tell you that. And you'll always improve. You'll always get better, right? So the fifth thing, and this one, this one gets under my skin a little bit, but <laughs> the fifth reason that photographers will tell me 
or I guess this is the reason they're telling themselves that they can't hit 10K months is I don't have the time. Tavia, I'm so busy. I just don't have time to market myself. I just don't have time to outsource things. I just don't have time to grow my business. And the truth is I can give you productivity hacks and tips on how I ran two businesses and homeschooled my kids while my husband worked a full-time job. And I can give you those tips until I'm blue in the face. And I can tell you them over and over in different creative ways. I can tell you them on TikTok in like a pointing at the screen kind of thing. I can tell you in a long form video on YouTube. But if you don't believe that you have the time to do what you want to do in business, if you don't believe that you have the time, that's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. No matter how many hacks and tricks and tips I give you and how much I motivate you and tell you, rah, rah, you can do it. If you deep down believe I don't have the time, that is going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And finding the time to grow your business is the number one most important thing in my opinion. Because if you're telling yourself you don't have the time, guess what? You're not going to have the time. Chances are you're believing this particular lie because you're feeling overwhelmed, right? But what if you made one simple shift and reminded yourself this? I make time for what's important to me. I make time for what's important to me. So for example, you make time to eat every day, right? Why? Well, because it's necessary for survival right? And maybe you kind of put it off and you eat a little later than you want to, or you don't necessarily eat everything perfectly. And it's not home cooked, you know, Pinterest meals, but you eat every day because you need to, to survive, right? You make the time to put food into your body. You make time to change the baby's diaper every day. Why? Well, you know what would happen if you don't, right? You make that time to do that. I'm not even going to get into screen time and like the amount of time I'm totally guilty myself that we spend scrolling and looking at the screen time uh, tracker app on your phone to see how much time you're spending on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. That could be time that you're growing your business. You know that we're not going to dig too deep into that. I just want to remind you that you make time for what is important to you. And so if I had to leave you with one action step, if this is yours, if you're saying to me, I don't have time, don't allow yourself to say, I don't have time. That is a phrase I have removed from my vocabulary. I don't say I don't have time. Instead, I say, this isn't a priority for me right now, or this isn't important enough for me to make time for right now. And what if you started to say that instead? What if instead of I don't have time, you shift it to this isn't a priority? That small shift can bring to your attention what you're actually focused on in your life. And you start to see, okay, do I actually not have time to grow my business? Or instead, am I just not making it a priority right now? And that becomes a powerful question because then you can ask yourself, why am I not making this a priority right now? And how can I make it a priority right now? Okay, that episode got a little heavy, but I hope that it was helpful for you to hear these lies and identify them as lies. So let's recap really quick. I'm not my ideal client, so I don't know how to connect with her is the first lie. There aren't enough people willing to pay my prices is the second lie. I don't know where to start is the third lie. The fourth lie is I'm not good enough 
to make very much money. And the fifth is I don't have time. I hope that you'll identify one of these that you can work on in 2023, like make this the lie that you no longer allow yourself to believe so that you can reach the next level of success in your photography business. So you've now made it to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and making it all the way to the end. I appreciate each and every one of you. And hey, if you haven't left the show a review, it would mean so much to me. You would take a second to give me your honest thoughts on the show. What are some of your favorite episodes? What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? I would love to get that feedback from you. If you don't know how to leave the show or review on iTunes, head over to thebeautyandbirth.com slash podcast, and I'll walk you through how to leave the show a review. They make it a little complicated, but <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a tutorial on how to do that. And remember, my friend, if you have a passion, it is not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. That passion that you have is there for a reason. So I hope that you will get out there and make it happen. Have a great week. 